This is Iron Mike Stedman, and on this episode of Dog Whistle Branding, I sit down with Ian Fulau, an Army veteran and CEO of ClearMix, a tech startup that produces branded video content for companies through the internet. Ian is a serial entrepreneur, and to be quite frank, he's one of the best founders I've ever come across. ClearMix is his second venture after successfully founding and exiting his previous startup, GitLinks, a cybersecurity company that helps clients protect their digital assets. He also spent some time serving as a venture capitalist. So needless to say, Ian knows a thing or two about successfully going to market. He doesn't sugarcoat the fact that in the early days of launching a venture, sales and marketing go hand in hand. And on the show, not only does Ian share how he acquired his first 100 customers for ClearMix, he also discusses their pivot from their initial target market of legal technology into remote video production. He shares some tips of the trade, such as invoicing warm prospects as soon as possible. And Ian embraces my slogan that business is a contact sport. So if you want to learn from a master, you won't be disappointed in today's show. Before you hear from Ian and I, I have two quick favors to ask. Number one, make sure you sign up for the Dog Whistle Branding newsletter at the link in the show notes. Second, I'd really appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes. All right, Gunny, let's get them ready. Yo, saddle up. Lock and load. Welcome to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride, where we provide weekly tack planning on marketing, brand strategy, and category design for early and growth stage veteran-owned small businesses to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, a Marine Corps veteran, godfather of Dog Whistle Branding, and CEO of Ironbound Media, a podcast production agency that helps veteran-owned businesses create, distribute, and grow branded podcasts in order to engage with your ideal audience. Before we jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes or visit our website, dogwhistlebranding.com, to stay up to date on all things DWB and our work at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride. All right, get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a dog whistle brand. Saddle up, lock and load. Ian, welcome to Dog Whistle Brandon. What's going on, brother? Hey, pleasure uh, to be here, Mike. Thanks so much. Man, I appreciate you making time. Um, you're an entrepreneur that I look up to. You know, I had a chance to spend some time with you in Austin, but uh, just seeing your ability to like start companies and make them successful in the high startup game, which is, we know, one of the most competitive you know markets there is. So kudos to you, man. I feel like you're going to bring a lot of value to our listeners. Thanks, man. I'm excited to be here. Can you take a moment and uh, introduce yourself to everyone and what you got going on? Yeah, I'm uh, Ian Falau. I'm CEO of ClearMix, um, former Army officer, uh, spent about a decade in the Army before leaving to start businesses in the tech world. So this is the second uh, venture-backed uh, tech startup that I've started. And uh, things are going well. Um, last year, uh, we we launched in uh, or relaunched and rebranded in about uh, end of March of 2021. And uh, so far have hit over, you know, it took us about six months to get over 100K in monthly revenue. And, and we're growing out a team right now. We're at about 17 people. Uh, whereas, um, you know, just 10 months ago, we were just three people. Um, so we're, we're moving fast and it's, it's pretty fun. 
So full transparency, I work with Claire Mix. I hired them to help me produce some content uh, for Ironbound Media and the Dog Whistle Branding Podcast. And they speak very highly of you, by the way. <laughs> they think you're a great CEO. And they've said it to me on the call. They didn't have to. So that just gives you a testament to what you've got going on out there. Oh, I appreciate it, man. I, I got some good people and they, you know, they take care of me and I, I, I try my best to take care of them. So let's take it back, right? You said you have two venture back startups. What was the name of the first one? Uh, first one was Gitlinks. That's right. Uh, we Get started Links. that one back in uh, 2016, uh, just after uh, graduating business school, actually. And during that time, you've got, so now you've got experience with uh, Gitlinks. You've got experience with uh, ClearMix, which I'm going to ask you some more about here in a second. But going to market, right? Actually driving revenue, making it real, validate yeah. that you have something that people are willing to pay for. A lot of early stage founders get this wrong. All right. Yeah. And also with clear mix, you've come in and you have rebranded clear mix. So it wasn't as early stage as uh, some of these other companies. Right. So right. what have you learned that makes someone successful when they're executing a go to market strategy? You know, I, I tell a lot of people that I'm not a professional salesperson, but uh, there's no, uh, beating around the bush there, you are a salesperson. And I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't, don't want to think about themselves in that way. They want, they think it's sleazy, but it's not, man. It's, it's just the bottom line is you're asking somebody to trade their hard earned money for the service or product that you're giving. Uh, as long as you are providing enough value that they're willing to make that trade. Um, that's what sales is, is just presenting them something that they're willing to trade with. And, uh, and yeah, I think when you go to market, um, you should, as the founder of the company, know the most about the company. You should be able to tap into the needs and the problems that everybody is experiencing that you're providing the solution for. Um, and you should be able to talk in, in such a way that uh, they see your dream and they see where you're headed and uh, they want to be a part of it. You know, I, I love the companies where, you know, you're presenting, you're presenting something where they're like, man, where have you been all my life? Like, this is what I've been dreaming about. This is the the solution I've been thinking about. Uh, and you actually brought it forth, you know? So I, I love that about ClearMix. ClearMix has uh, been that uh, for a lot of people uh, that just, you know, we're in the video production space. It's been notoriously bad, hard, uh, stressful, expensive, long, and people are looking for a different solution that's not DIY. Um, so we're kind of in that middle ground and, and we're the only ones in the market that are providing that, that space. And people all the time are coming to us and saying, man, you didn't exist, uh, you know, a year ago or, or two years ago when I really, you know, was looking for, for some solutions here. So it's, it's pretty awesome, you know, just to put it in front of them, get them to, to, to emotionally attach themselves to it. Um, and you know, that's the key, that's the key to growing is, it's just not, not, convincing yourself that you're not a salesperson. Um, you know, there's a lot of great technologists that, that build out products. There's a lot of great uh, people that used to work at companies that say, Hey, I, I wish, you know, I could start this thing myself and I could do it better myself. And that might be the case, but if you're, you're spending all your time on product and not, and not, you know, at least 50% of your time on sales, that, that company is never going to get off the ground. One thing I appreciate about my business coach was I used to be afraid of sales. Like I thought it was sleazy, but then I figured I was just figuring out ways to help people. And when I saw you Absolutely. post about ClearMix on your LinkedIn, I was like, oh, this is cool. I need some video content. I reached out to you. You didn't sell me. You just helped me. You're like, yeah, hey, Mike, I got a team. We did it. And we just 
you know, I signed up right then and there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I believe that's how sales goes. Uh, sales is, is a way of consulting with people in a way, right? Uh, people get on, on the call with me and they're, they're like, Hey, I, I'm thinking about some video and I said, Oh, that's great. You know, you know, what do you, what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? And they say, you know, I just want to be in front of people. I, I, I think, you know, I see other people doing stuff. I say, Hey, let me tell you what other clients are doing. And, and I, I start listening off some things and their brain starts moving they're like, Oh yeah, that'd be great. If we could do that. We could do that. Right. And I'm, I'm there just consulting them, man. I'm just trying to help them like think through, through some of the problems, the thoughts in their head. And as they get excited, I get excited. So, you know, it, it's great to have a company in that, in that context where you can just consult with somebody and let them kind of run with, with their dreams and their, you know, hopes. Did you know this intrinsically or when you did your first venture, uh, get links, were you up against it? And then you realize, Hey, we got to start selling. We can't just create blogs and do all this other marketing stuff that people tell us we should be doing. We've got to get some money in the bank account. You got to get in front of people, man. Um, and you know, when I built out get links, uh, it was, it was in a software space. It was super techie. I was coming straight out of the army. I didn't know what I was doing, man, but I can tell you, I can get in front of people and I can ask them what, what the problem is. Right. And I can really dissect with them, uh, what, what needs to happen now, right? How can I fix this for you? Um, and that's how we built GitLinks. I, I got in front of as many, you know, CTOs, CEOs, uh, VPs of engineering, VPs of security that I could, uh, just to talk about a problem. Um, not that I wanted to sell them because I had nothing to sell them. Uh, but I could tell them, you know, Hey, if you, if you can think it, I can build it. Uh, and you know, phase two of that is making sure you just have the right team to be able to build it. Um, but yeah, getting in front of people is the key to everything. I know in the tech space, they talk about like uh, product market fit, but I'm a big fan of like perfect customer fit. And I was just taking some notes as you were talking, you were like CTO, CIO, right? Like identifying yeah. the key people that you need to spend time with and enable yourself to get in front of. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a shotgun blast at first, right? You don't know who you're supposed to be talking to. You also don't know who's going to write the check in the end. Um, but it's a shotgun blast. And, and over time you start to refine that a little bit, you refine it a little bit through messaging, through, uh, marketing. Um, but you know, initially it's just conversations with people Com have conversations with anybody, anybody that may touch that space that you're in in any way, um, they may turn out to be the area of your focus that that's the target you should be talking to. So I think it's always a moving target. You should shotgun blast. And then, and then over time, just refine your message towards that specific person that kind of shines in the end. Initially, who would you say your perfect customer was for get links? And by the time the company was acquired, who had that shifted to? Yeah, I, I thought it was, uh, CTOs, uh, CTOs, chief technology officers, for GitLinks, uh, we were trying to help people use open source. Uh, the utilization of open source is, was not as much of a pain point as the protection from open source. Uh, so where, where that drifted was towards security officers, towards legal compliance um, uh, departments. You know, people were concerned about open source, uh, you know, getting sued or to missing an update or some you know, special security vulnerability that they, they didn't realize they had. Um, so those, those type of things were really what, what kind of stuck out as like, Hey, I pay for that. If you could, if you can mitigate that risk, I'd pay for that. 
So, you know, it, we shifted from enabling people to use open source to protecting them from open source, which was like where the market was. So Ian, like, you know, part of me on the outside, right? Like I always think that, oh, you go through this successful entrepreneurial hustle, you sell a company, then you become a venture capitalist or something. That's what Ian <laughs> did, right? But then he decided to get back in the fight and be an entrepreneur again. And what's That's cool right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I did that. I did that. Yeah, we sold GetLinks. Uh, I moved into venture capital, helped uh, run a, a or stand up a corporate venture fund for a company called LMI, um, where we were investing and, and partnering with startups across the country to help out the federal government. Cool, cool job, really fun, uh, being able to help uh, both entrepreneurs get exposure, get you know growth and scale with their companies, but also help LMI really kind of secure its presence uh, as an innovator. So that was a really, really fun job. But, you know, where I belong is in the entrepreneurship. I, I love building businesses. I love getting, you know, back to this idea of a trade, you know, making trades, um, finding a product, building a product or a service that other people need in their lives uh, and seeing them pay you for it. When they, when they start dropping uh, dollar bills towards you, you're like, man, I'm onto something. This is awesome. How do I scale this? How to make this big, bigger, better, all that kind of stuff. Makes it real. And it's also like, like you said, the craftsman too, of us getting better as entrepreneurs. And what's cool about ClearMix is I did some research. I listened to a podcast on it. It started out as like a legal software of some sort <laughs> yeah. first. So how did you, because, you know, people think marketing and branding, I talk to people all the time and they're like, oh, we're good on branding. I'm not talking about logo. I'm not talking about just the visual aesthetics, right? That's a component of it. But I'm talking about like who your perfect customer is. Have you identified the right market, you know, and are you positioning yourself correctly? And clearly you saw an opportunity with ClearMix in a direction that they weren't necessarily going and help rebrand it and get on the right track. So I'm curious to know like what that story was and how you're able to get buy-in from the team to embrace it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There was uh, we started the company as a legal tech company called feather docs. And uh, you know, it's one of those things where you look at your market and say, are we in the right spot? Uh, a lot of people will say that, you know, the, the key to being a successful company is having enough money in the bank to survive the pivots. Um, that was a big pivot, you know, just recognizing that, you know, law firms weren't looking for the technology that we were building. Uh, there wasn't enough market, there wasn't enough traction. Um, so where do we go from here? You know, where, where ClearMix spawned off was actually a personal need of, of the company. We wanted a, a big issue with starting up a company is trust. Um, people don't trust you. People don't trust your brand because you have no brand. Uh, they don't trust uh, what you do. Um, or whether or not, you know, it's going to work the way you say it's going to work. So the best way to establish trust is, is to get customer testimonials done, right? Find a customer that's willing to speak on your behalf and sell your product for you because they have such a good experience with it. So we tried doing that, um, in the middle of the pandemic it's a little bit hard to get people into studios. Um, so we decided, Hey, can we do this remotely? Can we find a producer to, to shoot this customer on the other side of the country, uh, and then turn it into a, a professionally, professionally looking, uh, video. Um, we tried doing it ourselves and, and we were able to pull it off, but then we started to realize, um, Hey, there might be something here. Um, so we reached out to a, a organization of a bunch of startups that we know, uh, through Y Combinator, which is an accelerator that we were part of. Um, 
and uh, said, hey, anybody else need customer testimonials? We're, we're, we're thinking about uh, providing this as a service. A lot of people raise their hands that, yes, we need one. We need one bad. Um, because again, it's the, it's the fault of, of being an early stage startup is that people don't trust you enough. Um, so we started doing it. Uh, then we said, Hey, let's start putting our tech folks on this. Let's focus, refocus on this and let's build out a platform so that we can do this better and faster uh, than any other production firm out there. Um, we built out of a company that, um, you know, the customers started leading us different ways. It, it went from customer testimonials to educational content, to video podcasts, to training videos. Um, and you know, the customers just kept saying, if you can do a customer testimonial, couldn't you just like record me as I'm doing like a six, six episode series on, on, you know, my subject matter expertise. I'm like, yeah, of course we could do that. Um, and that's how it just kind of organically grew from customer testimonials to a plethora of different videos that we do for companies now. So you were paying attention to that market-based feedback. I call it business as a contact sport, you know, because sometimes you got to get out there and sparring. You got to get out there and spar to sharpen your skills. And, but the thing was, that's such a radically, radically drastic shift, right? I don't know if I'm messing my words, y'all. That's a drastic mm-hmm. shift from legal tech to video software, all right. Yeah. And a lot of times when you make a pivot and you guys did a full on rebrand, cause I didn't even know the name of the, the legal company. What was that process like? Because don't you lose some trust and brand credibility that you've already built by stepping off into this new thing and starting from scratch? You know, honestly, it's, um, they could be looked at at two totally different companies, but with a lot of scar tissue um, as, as entrepreneurs. Right. So, you know, the people that had started up feather dice, like, man, we made so many mistakes. There's so many things that we can do from a fundamental business uh, perspective better in this next company. So it, it really could be looked at as two different companies. Uh, the rebrand uh, was fun. Um, really just kind of building it from scratch. Um, you know, get, we grabbed a firm that, that helped us kind of look at new styles of uh, addressing our audience of, of, uh, you know, our logo, our, our way that we talk, the way that we, um, you know, write up our proposals, everything is a brand, uh, and, and important that you build, you know, some kind of coherent message and so co- coherent, uh, style to it. Um, so it was a lot of fun building that out. Um, you know, yeah, I enjoy that kind of stuff. You're up front and center, man. Listen, I was like, yeah, I'm signing me up. I'm ready to go. Then you sent me the, uh, the proposal, you know? So again, early stage founders, you got to lean into this stuff. You can't just be yeah. sitting behind waiting for stuff to magically happen. You know, you got to get out there and you got to be up front. I, I tell you, man, that was, that was revolutionary. That idea of a proposal. I mean, this is something that I, I didn't think about with, with my previous companies was this idea of the moment I have a, a, a meeting with someone, send them a proposal. Um, we use a company called PandaDoc, uh, and it, it's got a bunch of examples of videos. It's got a bunch of stuff that you could do with ClearMigs, but then it also has a quote in it. So you know how much it would cost if you did five videos with us, right? That has revolutionized sales. Like we went from in April of last year, we had $3,000 in monthly revenue. Uh, by September, we had a, over $100,000 in monthly revenue. And it was all because of this proposal. Like it's a, it's like one of those like really quick tips that I would give anybody is talk with somebody and tell them right afterwards, hey, I'm going to send you a proposal. It's going to be in your inbox. 
And, you know, the thing about sales is it's not always the person you're talking to that's going to write the check. Sometimes they need to talk to someone else. But if they have that proposal, they just simply forward it on to somebody else. It's got all this background to it. And and, and people are like, yeah, let's do it. Good price point. Great service. Uh, let's do it. Uh, and they can pay with credit card right there. So it, it really reduced the amount of time to get from conversation to sale uh, by simply just having a proposal in their inbox. And it's also like mapping out that customer experience, right? That's a touch point with the brand. You know, I talked to the sales guy or I talked to the founder. Now what's the next step in the process? You know, you send a proposal. So mapping that out and putting that, those systems in place are so, so key. It's again, this oh, yeah. is not just systems are everything. Yeah. You just have to, I, I, we did a bunch of stuff, just like figuring out how, how things work as we go. Um, it wasn't until much later that we figured out, Hey, we need to systematize this. Let's diagram exactly how every step is working and let's figure out what steps should be being be put in place that aren't in place today. That'll make this even better. Um, yeah, we did that about three months after, you know, doing a, a bunch of sales and me actually bringing in some sales folks, um, to help out, but building out that system is important. One of the things that I've noticed from you, right? And I, I got to dedicate a whole episode to this is sometimes your initial customers are going to come from your networks and you can't be yeah. afraid to activate that network, but you also need to be embedded in the network because people will already like, know, and trust you. And when you sent me the video for ClearMix and I started looking at your stuff, I rolled down, I was like, oh, Cornell Tech, right? So, and I know you went to school at Cornell Tech. Yeah. So jumping in there and let them know about what you're doing and not being afraid to do that. How important is it to embed yourself and tap that network um, to drive revenue? It's everything, man. Uh, network is everything. And, and coming out of the military, I didn't have much of a network. Um, so I had to go find networks. Um, I went and, you know, I volunteered in nonprofits like Bunker Labs. I, I uh, you know, went to different universities. Every one of those universities has a huge network attached to it. I joined, you know, rugby teams and within my rugby team, there's a network here, you know, my church, there's a network and just figuring out where, where are all the different cells and networks that you can join and be a part of so that you expand outside of, outside of what you think you have. Um, and that was key, man. I, I raised the, I raised some money for this, uh, uh for ClearMix. um, really just kind of tap in a network of investors that I knew from my previous uh, startup and, and from, you know, my time at, in venture capital, um, went super quick, way quicker than, than get links ever did, um, you know, raising capital, but then, you know, that first, you know, probably first 50 customers, um, I'd say 30 of those came from my personal network and just cold hard sales, right? Well, not even a hard, I mean, soft sales, soft Again, sales. You, you put a product in front of them, they, they have a need and they just start running with it. And we just, and I just, my job is to say, yeah, we can do that. And when you came into ClearMix, what was y'all's revenue at? Uh, 3000 in monthly revenue. And now you're up to over a hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to us about, okay, you've clearly you've punched above your weight, right? You've built the team out, you guys are rolling and you still have some other inflection points to go, but what does marketing and branding look like for you at this growth stage? Yeah, I think we're building out a sales team. And, but, but when you build out a sales team, there's two ways of utilizing them. One is leveraging the inbound leads that come from marketing or two, letting them prospect on their own. I think they're, 
it is typical of a company to try to lean on marketing as much as possible in the early stages. Um, really because you want to, as you bring in salespeople, you don't want them to start from scratch. You want them to kind of take some of those inbound leads, figure out, uh, why people are responding to your messaging. How are they responding? All that kind of stuff. So they can kind of run and as in prospect on their own. Um, so I think it's very important to build out marketing, a marketing engine before your sales team really start, you start ramping up your sales team. Um, and that's kind of at the stage we're at right now. Um, I think the messaging in which we talk to the world is, is a little bit more, a lot more refined now than it was just 10 months ago. Um, to a point that we can, you know, run Google AdWords off of it. We can run, um, advertisements on social media off of that messaging. Um, but getting that messaging right is important. And that's, that's, that's all in the branding. That's all in the marketing side of the house. So one of the things is like, but nowadays, everybody thinks they need to be on social media. They think they need to be on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all these different channels, right? You're running ads, the blogs, whatever. How are you processing, like, where you need to focus your efforts? Yeah, it's all an experiment. A-B testing all over the bay, all over the place. So I, I believe in shotgun blasting a bunch of different channels and seeing which ones are working. Um, for us, Facebook and Instagram, although we're a video company and seems like, you know, other video pe people will be hanging out on those platforms and just haven't worked out for us as much or as well as uh, somebody like LinkedIn. LinkedIn uh, for us, you know, the way I look at it is you're a professional trying to do professional things on the, on a, on a, on a platform like LinkedIn and, and you're more apt and ready to do something for your work uh, on LinkedIn than you are when you're on Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or whatever it happens to be, you know, those platforms are like casual, relaxing, uh, platforms, social media platforms. I'm trying to unwind. I sit down on my, my couch and I, and I just do that infinite scroll through Instagram. You know, I ain't trying to do some work. Uh, but when I'm on LinkedIn, you know, I'm more apt to say, Hey, this actually would work for my company. Uh, let me click here. So for us, we've experimented with all the platforms and really just kind of on a monthly basis, I sit with my VP of marketing and say, Hey, what's working, what's not. Um, and I think a, a sign of a good marketer is somebody that can say that's not working. And this is why, um, uh, so we take those lessons and we move it into a different channel and say, all right, well, if that's the reason that wasn't working, this one doesn't have those, those variables. Um, maybe this will work better. So I've done a couple of pitch competitions and I saw a company pitch something very similar to ClearMix, right? They did not have the revenue number and they clearly did not have their target market. So it sounds like you guys are ahead of the curve on a lot of these people that are trying to roll out these remote video software and stuff. Um, um, yeah. Now, what are you doing to maintain that lead? Mm -hmm. I think one of the differentiators we have with, uh, just pure tech uh, in the video production space is we use real people. We, we use real professionals that, you know, they have professionally made a career out of filming and directing video. Um, and then we have other editors on board that will, you know, professionally, professionally edit your videos. Right. So it's not, it's not a DIY tool by any means. This is our differentiator. Um, and a lot of people look at it and say, Hey, you got too many people involved in this. No, man, I, this is the reason why people come to us because they need a different, they need a middle ground. They can't, nobody, nobody with a marketing budget wants to do it themselves. They want to spend their marketing budget. So they're either going to go with a long, expensive uh, process, like going to an agency, or they're going to find something like us who are a hundred percent focused on remote 
shooting. We can shoot anybody anywhere in the world and we can do it uh, fast. We can do it within the next couple of days and have you a, a fully um, edited video within a week, you know? So I, I think this is revolutionary and just tech enabled uh, uh, people um, doing something that's, that's pretty remarkable. You know, when I, when I think about where, where do we build our mode around our company? I, I got to think about where the tech moves, right? Where, how do I, how do I change the vision of who we are, um, who, where we started, right? We started as a company doing customer testimonials for other companies. Um, but we're a tech company. Um, where does the tech play in? And, and I like to say that we don't just create videos for companies. We actually help companies win with video. And I think that's where we build our, our, our stickiness within our clients today is we create the video, but we help them use the video. We help them analyze the video, figure out what video to make next. Um, you know, what video would fit a specific company, a company or customer that's coming in as an inbound lead, like helping companies win with video, I, I think is where ClearMix is building its position. So as you start to look towards the future, right, from a marketing and a branding perspective, what do you need to do to get you from where you are now to that next level? Right. Is it building out that tech product and then branding that? Is it, you know, getting a channel partner? I mean, talk to us about what you're thinking. Yeah, we want to be the de facto video platform for every organization out there. Right. So that's somebody and uh, a tech platform that I can go to and order video like I'm ordering pizza from Domino's. You know, I want pepperoni, sausage and an extra cheese. Right. In our case, you're coming to the ClearMix platform and say, I, I want a customer testimony and that person is located in Sweden. That's what I want. Um, we take care of it, right? So uh, having a platform that sits within an organization um, that where they can use, they can see all their videos, they can share all their videos, they can distribute and, uh, and you know, help their marketing teams, their sales teams use video better um, and, and, you know, I, I think just having that platform is where we remain sticky. It's where we hold on to our clients and we and we build out really good experiences for them. We just want to we want to revolutionize this idea that video is hard, complicated and stressful. Uh, and we want to build a better experience for everybody. I got to do a recording session tomorrow. I've recorded four already. Uh, right here in my little podcast studio in downtown Newark. So he's right, man. He got a great team. They see the stuff and uh, we're going to help you uh, get there. Now I got a couple more questions for you though. As we wrap up to talk about marketing and branding, what advice or close remarks regarding marketing and branding would you like to leave our listeners with as they continue to drive revenue in their business? Cause there's a lot of marketing and branding stuff that just, it doesn't necessarily equate to revenue and we're business owners. A lot of our listeners are early stage uh, startup founders or they're growth stage veteran owned business owners, you know? So they need to understand, you know, what are the things that are actually working? Yeah, I think marketing's job is to make it so you have to do less sales, right? You put it, you put a message in front of the right person at the right time and they're just ready to go. Um, your salesperson just has to send them a quote and they're ready, they're ready to execute. You know, you've already informed them, you've already told them that there's a better solution for them. So that's the job of marketing. It is, it's a tough job though, right? You got to break through the crowd, you got to break through the noise. Um, and we help a lot of companies build video because that's one way that you can break through the noise. Um, so I think you just, from a marketing perspective, put out as much messaging as you can. 
um, different mediums, different channels. Um, and that's how you get to the right person in the right, uh, with the right message at the right time. Um, I think it's, it's also important for you to figure out what you're going to do with the leads when they come in. Like you're investing all this money into them. You got to do something with them or else you're just going to start draining your, your pocketbook real quick. Um, so, you know, just having that system of what, what happens with the lead, how do I nurture that lead? How do I continue to, um, send them messaging so that they eventually commit, um, put that all in place or, or else you're going to look at marketing as, Oh man, it didn't work. No, maybe it did. It did work. You just weren't able to put in the systems to follow up well enough. And, you know, there's only so much time in the day, you know, you gotta, you gotta leverage text some way uh, to help you accomplish that goal. Dropping knowledge bombs, man. I appreciate it. And again, for our listeners tuning in and that, that first 50, right. You gotta be selling. Right. And I say that over and over on this podcast, make sure you're selling because that's going to give you the feedback and help you hone in your branding to go after that perfect customer. So now we're in overtime. And the reason I'm running overtime for Ian is because I've literally thought about calling you and asking you this sometimes is I'm in the growth stage of Ironbound Media. Okay. Business is coming in. I got the podcast. A lot of stuff's moving. I'm realizing that like my personal health, my fitness, you know, and I'm thinking about Ian. I'm like, Ian's running, you know, clear mix. He's got a wife and like five kids. You know, how are you able to balance the responsibilities that come with being a CEO and also making time for life and family? Because I'm like, listen, I, I don't I have like a girlfriend and she beats me up a lot. You know, so I can only imagine <laughs> if I had like a wife and kids. <laughs> um, it, it's not easy, uh, especially at the early stages of a company, but at some point it gets better. Um, I'll, I'll say, you know, I, this isn't the first rodeo. So now I, I understand a little bit more about balance. I understand that, um, you need a little bit of, you know, you need, you need to prioritize certain things. And obviously my five kids are important to me. My wife and my, our relationship is important to me. So, you know, for the most part, I try to keep my weekends pretty sacred uh, and say, Hey, that's my, that's my family time. Um, uh, but it, when I say it gets better, um, I'm hiring people that are amazing people um, and, you know, giving them the reins to really build up and pump up a specific part of the company is an amazing feeling. It's an amazing feeling to let go and say that person's got it. Not only does that person got it in terms of it's like, I don't have to do it anymore, but they're doing it much better than I was. Um, and you know, that's, that's when things start to get better and you become, you know, the person that's removing roadblocks from people, promoting them, helping them, um, you know, supporting them and kind of their ideas you know, giving them a second look sometimes when they're, they're stuck. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of my role now is, you know, put the bright people in the right places and then, you know, support the heck out of them. Um, but that does free me up from a lot of headaches, uh, and, and heartache about, you know, this problem or that problem, because I, I know I got a good person where in that position now. Yeah. I'm at this phase where I like, I, like Monday through Friday, it's like a sprint during the day. You know, it's like, wake up, it's like game on. And then in the eve, it's just like going all day. I look at my calendar and I'm like, man, this is crazy. But at, I talked to my business coach about it, you know, Bill Watkins on here. And he's like, Mike, sometimes that's part of the growth phase. He's like, are you making money? I'm like, yes. You know, because a lot of times we can find ourselves in these non-revenue generating conversations and stuff that's not driving at. That's not where I'm at. But, you know, just founder to founder, man, you know, what advice you have for me to get out of the 
the to make time for life and not just business? Um, yeah, I, I think I, I just, you got to figure out your routine, right? So I, I figured out in the early morning, I could spend some time with the kids as they're getting ready for school. Um, sometimes work goes past when they get back from school. Um, but at least I spent some time in the morning with them. Um, in the evenings, uh, you know, I do my best to, to cook most of our meals, uh, at the home. Um, not only does it alleviate some of the stress on my wife, but, uh, I get to eat some good food. No, so, um, no, my, but I, I spend some time with the kids and the, you know, as we're, we're cooking and we're prepping and we're, uh, we're eating. So I, I try to do stuff like that stuff that I enjoy doing. And I feel like is, is a contributing member of the, of the household. Um, sometimes in the evenings I spend time with friends, you know, I, I play a lot of pickleball, um, <laughs> these days and, or, or I'll coach rugby or play some rugby. Um, you know, those things that you got to find time for it for sure. Um, and again, you just got to find good people that can, can support you when, when it's necessary uh, to do so. But yeah, during the day, as long as I feel like, Hey, I, I contributed some in the morning, uh, I, I'm working hard during throughout the day. Sometimes I have to take a, 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 an evening call, but if that doesn't happen, like I, I just have a good routine of, of trying to contribute at different places when I can, uh, and making sure I make time for it. Well, I appreciate you sharing that, man. I know this is a podcast about marketing and branding, but at the end of the day, we're also human beings. And one thing about us as veterans, right? We're after, we're used to getting after it, you know, just give me a, a couch to sleep on. I'm ready to go. But as you get older, you're like, listen, you can't just do that anymore. You know, we're not at the academies anymore. And uh, so I appreciate you, you know, sharing that insight. Where can our listeners find you? How can we support your efforts at ClearMix? Let us know. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, you know, on social media, probably, like I said, LinkedIn is our, our most uh, active social media platform. Um, so you'll see if you follow there, you'll see a bunch of videos that I'll put out that my team will put out. And, you know, we try to inform people on what how they can use video better. But of course, clearmix.com is our website. And if you want to get in touch with me or, or even talk about video, set, send me a message through there. Uh, my email also is ian at clearmix.com. Well, Ian, again, it's been a pleasure having you. And for all our listeners, do me a favor. If you want to connect with me, shoot me a message on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. I'm easy to find or message me or shoot me an email at Mike at we're Until next week, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week. Dog Whistle Branding is brought to you by the team at Ironbound Thanks. Media, where we help veteran business leaders create, distribute, and grow branded podcast series in order to engage with their ideal audience. We believe that audio is the future of publishing, and we're committed to leading the movement for the veteran entrepreneurial community. You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is also powered by the Lions Pride, a professional training and coaching company for badass founders that serves mission-driven, high-performing small business owners with at-the-ready resources, battle-tested tools, and full-service support. We're proud to support veterans and other badass business owners at every stage of growth. You can learn more and get more at thelionspride.com.